after high school or college, we men really struggle to develop deep, personal, intimate relationships with other men where we can really talk about what's actually happening for us. And as a result, all of the burden then falls either on the man to handle it himself or on the, the, the closest target to him, which mm-hmm. is usually the partner. So when that they're not surrounded by men who can actually hold what it's like to be struggling with what it's like to be a man, that nature of us to implode or explode onto the people that we love the mm-hmm. most. And I think about this a lot because as a, as a parent of two young kids, the last thing in the, in the world that they need is an example of somebody, a man in their life that is either imploding or exploding because he can't, he's not able to hold all that he's holding. And it's natural that yeah. at some point in time, we, we break down and we fall apart. But what if we could actually break down and fall apart amongst men who could hold it? Welcome to Men This Way, the podcast for every man who seeks to live his deepest purpose in life, who's committed to showing up fully and giving his unique gifts to the world. Because if not you, then who? I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Brian Reeves. Brian with a Y, Reeves. Men, this way. What are the common struggles that men face that we don't talk about? And what are the costs of us not talking about those struggles? If you're a man, are you aware that you probably don't trust other men? And do you understand the costs of that? Well, in this episode, my guest is Tate Arendt. He's my lifelong childhood friend of 38 years, and he and I mine these questions and more for useful insights to make a meaningful difference in your life. Tate Arendt is genuinely one of the most brilliant people I've ever known, though he would fight that characterization because he's also just a humble dude. He and I have indeed been friends for 38 years, since we were 10 years old. And in the last two years, we've started a business together, a men's coaching business to help men elevate their relationships and their lives. It is truly a dream come true to work with Tate. We've had already almost 50 men come through our two programs. One is our year-long intimate small group Elevate Coaching Experience and our new live coaching program specifically for men on uh, relationships called Elevate Your Relationship. And in our conversation today, we talk about the common struggles that men face in our lives and in our relationships that we collectively just don't talk about and that not talking about costs us and those we love dearly. And sometimes it costs our lives. We talk about the tragic reality that most men don't trust any other men, really, and the consequences of that, particularly the burden it places on our intimate relationships. We talk about the resistance men feel to doing deep inner work with other men and the magic and transformation that inevitably happens when men finally do cross the threshold from essentially doing life alone to being willing to be powerfully supported by other trustable men. So definitely stay tuned all the way through this profound conversation as Tate and I shed light on the challenges of men and a path forward for overcoming them. 
But real quick, before we dive in, I want you to know that Elevate 2023, that's my year-long coaching journey for men committed to thriving in every domain of life, is now open for enrollment. I'm only inviting 10 men to go through all of 2023 with me personally on an adventure of a lifetime. Now, who's this for? It's for you if you've achieved some level of success yet you still feel unfulfilled or you're simply seeking a greater level of fulfillment than you now have. This is for you if you're committed to rising above the distractions and compulsions that are sabotaging you from living your fullness as a man. If you're done trying to lone wolf it through life, this is for you. If you're stuck in some critical area and you're ready for a breakthrough or you know you need to be challenged and supported by other men to help move you along on the journey of becoming the man you were born to be, this is for you. Essentially, this is for you if you are committed to thriving in every area of your life. If you're a man who knows there is more beauty, more depth, more satisfaction, more fulfillment, more truth to be experienced than what you are currently experiencing, this is for you. It includes personal coaching with me throughout the entire year alongside a select group of solid men going through this year with you. We'll also meet in person for a five-day retreat in a beautiful nature spot. Through this experience, these men and I will become your brothers for life. You will be challenged to go beyond your comfort zone and you will be celebrated when you succeed or even when you fail, but you did the thing you were afraid of. Because this coaching experience isn't just about making more money or having more sex or achieving more of anything, only to still feel that void that just haunts us men. No, it's about each of us stepping more deeply into our courageously authentic selves and more fully offering our gifts to our loved ones, our families, our communities, and the world whatever that looks like for you. In fact, listen to some of the words of men who enrolled in our year-long Elevate 2022 coaching adventure. I feel like I'm a different person. I see the world in a different, through a different lens. It says never too late, but I wish I would have done this uh, 20 years ago. (laughs) I'm 48 years old now. I wish I would have done that 20 years ago. My experience in Elevate 2022 has been one of the most enlightening, emotional, spiritual journeys that I have been on in my life. I've done a lot of things. I've done a lot of retreats, a lot of, you know, self-help, self-inner work. And this had so many amazing different elements to it. It was something I think that I, I don't know. I didn't know that I needed it, but I've but I've needed it. So if their words inspire you or this experience intrigues you, get the details and apply at brianreeves.com slash elevate. It's Brian with a Y, reeves.com slash elevate. Now, this isn't for everyone, but if you have an inkling it might be for you, apply now. Just take the next step. This could be one of the greatest gifts you ever give yourself the gift of brotherhood with extraordinary men. Again, go to brianreeves.com slash elevate for details and to apply. (sighs) All right, now back to my conversation with my lifelong bestie and partner, Tate 
transparent. Take a deep breath and stay present with us all the way through to the end of this episode of Men This Way. All right, let's dive. Tate Price Arendt, my man. Welcome to Men <laughs> This Way. Brian Withrow Reeves. I think we did this the same exact way the last time. Is that right? Well, it's been a few years now, I think, hasn't it? It has. Oh man, Tate, you know, before we dive in, man, I want to just offer you some praise. I, I am confident that I don't do that enough uh, in, in, a long, in our journey together and all the work that we're doing. Brother, you are carrying so much full-time job, full-time family, full-time mm. kids. Your kids are full-time, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, full-time full life and still, you know, you just show up so big so massive man and not just for me and and for our you know the business we're creating together but for for all of the men that mm -hmm. show up and have said yes to working with us over the last what two years since we've started this yeah. venture together i mean yeah. we're, we're coming up on on 50 men going through our programs and and you've had conversations with over 200 men i mean brother uh you show up big for everybody man i, I don't know how you do it I'm tired and I don't have the kids. I ain't got the other job. <laughs> so yeah. I just want you to know, and I know I don't say this enough uh, offline. I don't know why it's easier for me to do it in this context. It's part of my intimacy issues, I suppose. <laughs> my, my avoidant nature. But brother, you are carrying so much, man. So I just want to yeah. publicly speak that out loud. I appreciate it, man. I, uh, you know, the last two years have been the fullest my life has ever been, but it's also been the most rewarding period of my entire existence. Mm. And my kids are of the this beautiful age. My daughter's 11, turns 12 on Saturday. My son's eight. And they are stepping into their own and I'm, I'm learning to be the dad that they deserve to be right now. Um, my wife and I's marriage is never been better. And I get to do soul work with you, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I, the, the great partnership that we get to have is what, what makes that available is the incredible magnet that you are for men to know that there is a place in this world that they can be held and that you have their back and to be able to walk alongside you to do this work, man, what a, what a fucking honor. Received. And I'll tell you, man, it does the, the way things have worked out for us. I mean, 38 years oh, friendship, man. right? 10 years old, 38 years now. Yeah. And to be getting to do this work with you and, and to see the partnership working so well. Yeah. And in the way that I, it's just, I mean, it, it definitely makes me believe in in some kind of god some yeah. kind of divine order to things uh because it is just that is truly one of the great privileges of my life man to to, to do this work with you and and um so let's yeah. dive into that let's do let's, it let, let's dive into that what we want to talk about today are some of the common struggles of men that don't mm. get talked about yeah yeah. As I said, as I said earlier, you, right, we've we've had now just the last two years, we've had close to 50 men come through our, our two different coaching programs. You alone have had intimate coaching conversations with around 200 men these mm -hmm. last two years, all the men that have applied and, and yeah. just gone through the taken even just the first step of, of inquiring and yeah. 
what are you seeing? What are, what are some of the common struggles of men that just don't get talked about enough? Yeah. You know, when we started this work, we had some ideas and now we have some, some real information to let us know. And I think at the top of the list for me, one of the things I really notice is that most men, maybe it's most men in general, it's certainly most of the men that we are in deep conversations with feel like they are on the hamster wheel of life, that they have been putting everything that they they have have in their existence to have the success that they've been hoping to have and that they end up getting the house, the car, the boat, the job, the company, the everything that they thought that they wanted and needed in order to have fulfillment only to find that it's coming up short and that they just feel like no matter what they do, it's never enough. And to be able to have these conversations, to let men know that they're not alone inside of that, but there is a pathway off that hamster wheel. I think that, I think there is light when people are willing to see what is true for them, that they got everything that they wanted. And yet, oh my God, it, it doesn't fill me up in the ways that I, I wanted I think that's probably kind of had a high level what what many men are experiencing. And some men, what they're struggling with is that they don't have other men that are around them. They don't have other men that they know have their back. They they might have some drinking buddies. They might have people that they can talk about sports and politics and work, but to really drop in and talk about their hopes and dreams and fears and the struggles that they're having, that's a that's a real issue for a lot of men. And, you know, we've talked about this for a long time that, that finding trustable men as a part of our life existence, it's, it's a, it's a hairy road. And oftentimes it starts with the fathers that weren't really fully present for us Mm -hmm. and only to find that there's other men that aren't able to be fully present with them. So that's, that's a struggle. And then of course we know that men really want to be thriving in their relationships but but they're struggling to be fully present. They're dealing with constant conflict. They, this person that they've either married or, or or loved with all their heart, they they've turned into their roommates rather than lovers. I think that's a real problem for for a lot of different men. And one of the things that I know to be true now after doing this work over the last couple of years is that we are so performance oriented as men that if we if we could do better we would do better we want to do better but a lot of times there's not a clear pathway on how to how to get out of the stagnation and the stuck and how to how to get free and start thriving in the ways that we desire so summary one is the the hamster wheel of life men being on the hamster wheel of life getting everything that they wanted more or less or or at some point at least i know when i was 26 uh i was in the military I was a captain in the Air Force. I was paid well. I yeah. had, you know, I had good living situation. I had, my, I, I didn't own a home, but I could rent any home I wanted, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Um, good woman. All, all, you know, all the things: prestige, respect, career stability, whatever. All that. I was fucking miserable. Mm. I was miserable. I think I, I'm, I'm one of the very lucky ones where I figured that out at a young age, 26. I had that experience. Didn't have to wait till I was 36 or 46 or 66. Yeah. Um, so hamster wheel of life. The second one, 
uh, men doing life alone, the lone, what we, what we like to call the lone wolf syndrome, men living life alone. And I know, um, well, let's, we'll come back to that. The third one is now how we're just surviving the relationships that we're in. And, and, that, thriving. We, and that we long for. Right. We, we, we found a partner Fact. that we at the very beginning, we loved with all of our heart. And and then all of a sudden we start running into these brick walls and don't know what happened and how we got here. You know, those last two, the lone wolf syndrome and how we're just surviving the relationships that we're in. I know, you know, you and I, what was it, uh, 2017, 18? Yeah, so, yeah probably 17. 17, so, yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, both of us, we had, again, you had a family with kids. I had met my wife, Sylvie. Work was going great. Your work was going great. Like we had the things. Yeah. I remember how just at least alone and lonely both of us were. Mm. You know, I come back to that hamster wheel of life. The first one, you know, when I got out of the military at 26, okay, I figured out that having all the things doesn't make me happy. Mm, yeah. And I, I threw myself into the world into this was before YouTube, before Facebook, before all that. I was, but I had no idea what to do instead. Yeah. No yeah. fucking idea That's right. what That's to right. do instead. I also didn't have other men yeah. to talk to about this. I didn't have trustable elders to yeah. talk to, to help guide me. You know, and, and if in anything, you know, let's come back to point number three, you know, the relationships we long for. I looked to women yeah to give totally. me meaning totally to give me a good feeling to give me validation all of the things to tell me that i'm a, I'm a good boy or a good man right <laughs> exactly yeah. i looked to women to fulfill that and they oh my god what a what a fucking calamity that was oh, over man. and over and over and again yeah. you know yeah. so th like those three things you know hamster wheel of life not satisfied the lone wolf syndrome and then just surviving the relationships. Even when I met Sylvie, I still didn't have, you know, this is seven years ago. I still didn't have a, a trustable brotherhood, other men. Even you and I were still not totally. consistently connected. What we talk once or twice a year. And it was amazing when we did, but it's yep. like we had no idea that eight years ago we were going through the some of the darkest moments of our entire lives and had yeah. no idea. No idea. And so I, I had that experience again. I had it at 26 in the military, and then again I had it at 42-ish, 41, 42, when I met Sylvie. Yeah. Again, now I got everything. Again, the thing I actually want. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I was in the military, it wasn't all the things I actually wanted, but I still had things. Now I have all the things I actually want, including the woman I'd waited a lifetime for. And like, oh my God, it still ain't working. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a disaster. What a disaster. You know, and so... As you have these conversations with with all of the men who have who have come to us to to just 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 with with all the different challenges and I mean and there are some men that are just crushing it in their lives exceeding in 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 every domain and still there's a recognition for sure that there's something missing something's missing yeah like what what do you notice happens for men when they start just being able to talk about this stuff. Mm. Yeah, you know, we we start that the elevate. We we in many ways we start both programs with with the foundation of a brotherhood being there for them. And I I I'm always 
beautifully amazed, but also just so grateful within that first month of experience when, when men get to start kind of taking down their guards, when, when they get to start taking off the mask that they've been putting on, that everything's fine. Uh, you know, that they get to stop pretending that the S on their chest means that they're Superman. And it really means that they're suffering in one way or another. And that they, you know, they really get to start being confronted with this past that they've had with other men, where there's, there's criticism and cynicism and distrust and, and start to see men really start showing up for them and how amazed they are about what a, what a hole that fills in and of itself. Just having a, you know, we talk, we talk about this term accountability and, and I used to hate that term because it used to mean that I was going to get, you know, disciplined for the ways I was falling right. short. Right. right. Yeah. But but the framing that we use inside of accountability is that first men to get, get to be witnessed. They get to be seen for what they are actually going through. All, you know, you started, you started this podcast with a witnessing of, of what you see me holding. Well, every man, when they get to be witnessed for what they're actually holding, there's a powerful accountability that starts to arise and, and men get to really see themselves in a, in a different kind of light. Then when we get to be kind of challenged, encouraged to step into what is possible for us, not, not just in a harsh way, but in a way that then is followed up with support. Like here's some, some suggestions on how to do it. Here's some offerings that I have, if you're open to it. And then finally to actually be celebrated for what's happening. I think one of the greatest tragedies that we men experience in our life is that we're so performance oriented. When we have the success, we're on to the next success without really acknowledging the success that we just had. Yeah. We don't actually get a moment to drop in and really feel the joy of the moment. Yeah. But when they, in the first month of an experience where they really get to be witnessed, challenged, supported, and celebrated for the life that, that men have built, like things start to come alive for them in a way their heart begins to beat, you know, slower and more at peace, but also filled with a lot more pride about what's happening and knowing that other men actually have their back. Like, whoa, that's a, that's a brand new world. And look, I was in a college. I, I was, I was in a fraternity. You were in a fraternity. It is a completely different experience in the world when, when adolescents are holding adolescents and when men are holding men, those are, those are drastically different experiences. Yeah, profoundly so. I, I think one of the things, uh, one of the refrains that I hear often from men that always just, it still amazes me, maybe because we're, 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 we're steeped in this work. And so it's, it's, it's not as much our experience anymore. But mm. when men say, oh man, it feels so good to know I'm not alone. Mm. Yes. It yeah. feels so good. It's such a relief to know yeah. I'm yeah. not the only one going through this. That's right. I think, you know, hearing those words from even what we might objectively call wildly successful men, or at least they're successful sure. in the ways our culture me That's can right. measure and yeah. see tangibly. Yeah. Man, like we men are in some cases literally dying for these conversations. I think I'm really... Every year we go through, you know, our year long program, we, we go through with these men, we go through an entire year of life together Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a small group of men. And, and every year it happens. There are births, right? We just had one of our guys just birthed a baby, uh, him and his wife, like two wow. weeks ago. 
Yeah, his wife. <laughs> isn't that, but isn't that how we're supposed to talk about it? Like we gave birth. Don't I get any credit for it when my wife? No, 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 <laughs> okay, no, no, no. probably should proceed with caution there. All right. Well, I thought we're pregnant. Isn't that yeah, the right? We are pregnant. Yeah, we're pregnant, but it ain't we that gives birth. We'll take it. We, we, we've had three sons be born into the last two elevated experiences. I hadn't made that connection. Three young boys, right? That's right. Just in this moment. Yeah, that's right. And we've had death. Not amongst our members, our participants, uh, but but We're close to them. Close to them. That's right. We a sister. Yeah. We've had a sister die. We've had, uh, and then just yeah. you know, community members die, and 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 I think, you know, particularly the the suicides that we have been witness to through yeah. our our growing community um, amongst men. You know, the suicides of, uh, amongst men, or even women for that matter, though, who had. Again, I know these things are layered and complex and it's hard to make sweeping statements, yeah. but seeing the struggles of men yeah. when we don't have a place where we can just offload what we're going through. There's a, a beautiful quote that my, my friend Preston says a lot. I forget yeah. uh, from one of the poets. It's not the it's not the burden you carry. It's the way that you carry it. Yeah, it's not the burden that breaks you. It's the way that you carry it. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's profound. And, and I think, you know, I just, that just comes home to me over and over and over again, how, how us men are just carrying our burdens alone and it's breaking yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, stepping into conversations like these, I mean, it's, I mean, men are literally dying for these conversations. And, and, and they're dying for these conversations and, to the point that you made around suicides, they're dying as a result of lacking having these conversations, right? The, the, you know, you you make this point a lot. I think it's a beautiful one that that the masculine rises in the face of death. That that it's when a man is about to lose his relationship that he really comes alive to not wanting to, and it's when when a man faces the the death of a hope or a dream or you know, so, it's, that's the moment when, when a man really can begin to step into that. What's cool, I think, about the kind of work that we get to do is more and more men, you know, we're, we work with men that are essentially 30 to 60 years old. That's been a kind of a, a sweet, those are the men that really reach out to us. And no matter what age, each of them find themselves at this threshold moment, that there's this place where they see that there is who they are, or who they've been, and they have a vision for what's possible. And I love, you know, Stephen Pressfield in his, in his book, The War of Art, gives that beautiful distinction that, that what stands between where you are now and what's possible for you in the future is, is simply resistance. There's lots of information out there. There's lot, lots of programs out there. There's more books than anybody could ever want to read. But, but what matters most is not more information. It's having the time over six or 12 months to work alongside men that are committed to having other men's backs so that they can take what information they're getting and find a way to make the connection between their heads and their hearts and their feet and their hands to, to bring it out into their worlds. You know, I, I love what one of the guys said in LA this year so that they could, you could burn it into your DNA that's that's what matters it's not more information so that we can listen to more podcasts and those things are great those are important they're a part of the path that i think help men find their way but to have experiences experientially that transform the lives that they have 
that's what's that's what's really being that's what the threshold moment is makes available for them it, when when they're willing to jump off the cliff and that's not an easy thing to do to do that sometimes and let's talk about that a little bit more let's talk about that resistance what are some of the things you notice are in the way mm. for men for for stepping into this kind of work i mean we can all come to the precipice some of us some of us take a running start and just leap yeah. off the moment we yeah. get there but that's probably a few of us you know yeah. I, yeah. I i tend to be more in that category just i say yes and you know hope, hope <laughs> it ain't too far down the <laughs> the cliff um yeah. but in some areas that that's not true i mean but what do you notice stands in the way of more men stepping into this kind of work yeah well i'll i'll just share one quick story first and then i'll answer that the, the thing that really comes to mind is a is an article that i read that prompted me to move to florida to work with you that very that very first time and it, it's an 20 article years ago almost 20 years 20 years ago the yeah. the greatest failure of my professional career <laughs> um, yeah and but but there is this but it led me to my wife so that way you know it, it is what it is these things are it, complex aren't they they really are but this article by sting and it's titled let your soul be your bookie and sting writes about how his entire life he's been revered as this risk taker because he was a teacher and he wanted to pursue music and move to london and all these people came to him and said you can't you can't leave your job like you're, you're going to lose a pension. And he's like, what? Like, I didn't even know I had a pension that I needed to lose. I mean, what, what I'm supposed to be scared of that. Mm. And for him, even though he's been revered as this big risk taker, the way he saw it was for me in life, there was always either a cliff for me to jump off of or a dead end for me to keep running into. And for him, what was the greater risk jumping off the cliff or continuing to bang his head up against that wall. Mm. Now, there are still things that hold men back that, that have them continue to run into the, that wall. And I, I, I think, and I, what I, what I'm proud about most is that we help men with these four things. The first is the past. Like just as a part of our past, we carry wounds with us as men. We, we have grief that, you know, Francis Weller and your two, I think your two best podcasts of all time, um, talks about the grief and the, what, what we really are holding inside of grief and the resentments that we have and the lack of forgiveness that exists. I think our past has a way of holding mm -hmm. us back from our future. If we don't, that's part of that resistance. I think our mindset, the way that we're thinking about things as men can really hold us back. I always love, you know, the quote around the national science foundation, finding that we got 50,000 thoughts or more, but more importantly, that 80% of the thoughts that we have are negative and 95% of them are repetitive. So we have this, we have this hope about what's possible in our future, but we have a lot of negative thoughts telling us that it's actually not possible. And that helps with that resistance holding us back. I think the third is, is around the habits that we carry, the patterns that we have around things. We have a lot of unconscious ways in which we go about doing our life. And if we don't, don't look at the habits that we have. We're, we're going to keep going down the same exact path. And then I think last is the way in which we self-sabotage as men. You know, the, the ways in which we procrastinate and put things off, even though we know things are important. The way that we, we make promises to ourselves and to the people that we care about, but, but we break them. The ways in which 
you know, we sacrifice what we want most for what gives us pleasure in the moment. That's something that I've really struggled with over my life. Yeah. And then, and then last, the ways in which we know we need help, but we become unwilling to ask for it. And we just stay on the path of doing it alone. So I think that those are the things that really hold us back the, the most. S summarize that again. The past. Yep. The mindsets that we have. Yep. The habits that don't lead us in the right direction and the ways in which we self-sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. That's really profound. And, 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 and knowledge makes no difference. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't change those things because you go to, look, I, I, I fucking love retreats. I love big mountain mountainous <laughs> shot in the arm, magic yeah. pill moments, mountaintop experiences. Mount, I love mountaintop experiences, but without the time to actually do something with those learnings, without a container to hold and challenge men to step into it. We that's why we've set these programs to be six and 12 months. Cause men who are given a mountaintop experience without a container to hold them afterwards, go right back into the old patterns. Yeah. One of the things that, that, that I know that, that I see that happens in men's work in, in, in a, in a well-held container of men doing deep work together in a, in a safe, trustable, challenging, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Respectful way. All, all those things, right? Held well is that we, we learn to trust other men. Mm. I think, I don't think it was until I was maybe 40, 41 years old when I first started stepping into men's work, uh, you know, eight, nine years ago that I even realized I didn't trust other men. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that was mind blowing to me yeah. to, to be confronted with how little I trusted other men. I, I, that's one of the most beautiful things I think about doing this kind of work is seeing men start to, I mean, the, the guards come down. I mean, we, we, we had a man, this, just this at our retreat this past summer who, again, I'll, I'll you know, yeah. I'll keep the details private, but there was a medical condition that he'd been dealing with for his whole life that he had ne essentially never let anybody see. Oh, you're giving me chills, man. I know. And, and for him to not just let us see it, but for him to then step into fucking celebrating it, mm. like being in his power in that, in, in his, what, what, what was, what was, what had been true for him for years that he had been hiding for years. Holy shit. That was just one of my favorite moments to see him just come alive in his power and, 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 and claiming what he had been hiding for so long was, you know, what, what do you think are some of the, the benefits and like, why does that matter? Mm. Why do you think we, us men learning to trust other men matters? That's a deep question. I guess what I, how I would answer that is when a man no longer believes that he's doing life alone, that other men ha literally have their back, that they will show up that they'll speak up that they'll be there for them i think that that gives men men power in ways that they've never experienced and it fuels them into making an impact in all of the other areas of their life that matter stepping into the relationship that that they really need to be stepping into wanting to stepping into stepping into the purpose of their life so that they can be who they want to be. They can create what they want to create. They can serve the people that they want to serve. 
so that they can step in to be the fathers that they really want to be because they've got other men as now new examples of, of how they can, how they can parent differently. And, and then to, to have other men share the practices that give them power, it, it, it allows men to step into the other areas of their life in ways that they, they otherwise can't because, you know, Francis Weller, Weller makes this point around, there's a whole lot of olders and not a lot of elders. Hmm. Well, when you have a community of men and look, we're all you know, doing well in some areas and struggling in other areas. But when you're surrounded by men who are really thriving in their spiritual life and they, they have some tips there that, that, that fuels him and other men are struggling in their intimacy. And there's other men to hold them up in that space or men that are starting businesses and being around other entrepreneurs that are doing like it fuels them in ways that, that otherwise they are making it up. They're pretending like they know how to do it and hoping that it works out rather than actually having trustable men around them to actually walk the path with them and show them what they know along the way. Yeah. I think that that's probably the most helpful thing so that men can really step into what matters most to them and know yeah. that people have their back. Be beautifully said. I, I notice another really important benefit for me of learning to trust other men is, is before I was able to, to, experience that and cultivate that i i had nowhere to go with my secrets i had nowhere to go with my pain with my whatever my stuff was and i and i i would inevitably expect mm. my woman to yeah. be able to carry that for me yeah or and there's look my wife is extraordinary she doesn't want to carry everything that i might bring to the table that's right that's not her role that's right. It's it's all of the things that that I may need to just work through and process through and that I'm carrying. Look, she wants to know a lot of it. And there's obviously, you sure. know, our intimacy benefits from me allowing her into my inner world. But there are just some things that it doesn't serve her for me to expect her to carry. Yeah. Yeah. Well you know, said. mentally, emotionally. Yeah. And being able to confide in other men that I know won't judge me. Yeah. Or even if they do judge me, they'll work through that shit fast because they know what I need is not their judgment, but they're just, they're listening. Yeah. You know, um, that they, they won't try to fix me. Yeah, that's right. Or, or my problem, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking for a daddy to fix my life or for another man to, to do what I need to figure out for myself. But, yeah. and I think that's part of the lone wolfing thing is, is, um, well, you know, that's what men do. We fix shit. We just, we handle it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I actually, I was surprised to learn this recently that, that, uh, at least I, I don't know what year this was, but Wyoming, mm. the, the state of Wyoming led the country yes. in male suicide. I, I know. I saw that. And one of the contributing factors for that was what they, what they called uh, cowboy culture. Yeah. You know, a man handles his business. A man doesn't have problems here, or at least he, he handles his problems. Doesn't expect anyone else to handle them. Man, obviously there's, there's, there's obviously other, other layers and, and contributing factors to why Wyoming particularly would lead. But I think that that mentality is sort of cowboy culture is pervasive among male culture. And when I don't have other men that I can trust to not try to fix it for me, which would feel disempowering, yeah. to not judge me, which would feel disrespectful, yeah. And to not kick me out of the tribe. That's right. 
which would just be terrifying and awful and not and 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 painful and all the things that you know on a deep primal level I'm probably most afraid of. Wow, having that kind of a container to just say the shit I gotta say is, uh, I mean, it's it's probably not just life changing; it's life saving. That's right. That's right. And it, it serves my relationship with my mm. wife. And I see that with men when we get to just vent some of the things we need to vent or say some of the things we need to say that again, it don't serve to tell our woman these things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's not hers to hold or carry or help us work out. Yeah. Oh man, the pressure comes off the intimacy, the intimate relationship to be everything. It reminds me of, of an article that I read 30 years ago as a result of doing you know the National Training Lab uh, work. And the article was called why men don't have friends and why women should care. Mm -hmm. And the premise of it is that after high school or college, we men really struggle to develop deep, personal, intimate relationships with other men where we can really talk about what's actually happening for us. And as a result, all of the burden then falls either on the man to handle it himself or on the, the, the closest target to him, which mm -hmm. is usually the partner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we make this distinction a lot that, that, that men are in one of two worlds where they are either imploding or exploding when they don't have the support that they need. So when that they're not surrounded by men who can actually hold what it's like to be struggling with what it's like to be a man, that nature of us to implode or explode onto the people that we love the mm -hmm. most. And I think about this a lot because as a, as a parent of two young kids, the last thing in the, in the world that they need is an example of somebody, a man in their life that is either imploding or exploding because he can't, he's not able to hold all that he's holding. And it's natural that yeah. at some point in time, we, we break down and we fall apart. But what if we could actually break down and fall apart amongst men who could hold it? Life-changing and life-saving. What do you say to the man who is who is on the precipice. I know you, again, you've had so many conversations cause you do, you do essentially all of our enrollment calls. Yeah. What do you think? And, and I want to be clear. I, I love, I love how we do our work with integrity, right? We don't pressure men. We don't, we don't bring men over a precipice that they themselves are not ready to, to step over. And I pride my, I pride myself on our integrity around that. I think that's 100%. so important and, and, 100%. and, and all too often absent in, in the transformational or coaching or even you know, heal, healing world. So, but what do you find, like, what do you, what would you say to, or what do you say to the man who is like, he needs this, wants this, but he, but yeah, he just, he can't get himself over the precipice or he's, or he's just unsure. He's, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, the man we had this past year, the, uh, the lawyer who, uh, who just, <laughs> I mean, just bring us into what happened with him a little bit. Well, I, and I'll just talk more, more broadly also more broadly. Yeah. What's really important. We have two different programs, right? So, so in the year long program where we only have 10 spots, for me, a requirement for us to be inviting men into that is that it, it's all, again, there's a threshold moment for all of them, but I really want men who are going to be a hell yes. Yeah. Who are really ready to spend the next year in a, in a, 
in an epic adventure where they have a whole lot of uncertainty. They have no idea really what's going to happen and what's, whether or not what's going to happen inside of that and whether or not the things that they were wanting to create over the next year are going to happen. But we need men that are really willing to jump off the cliff with us in, in that world. And for a man who's just not ready, this is why we don't pressure anybody. It's okay. We, there's plenty of men that we talk to about it and we're not going to struggle to fill those programs, but we want men that are really ready and willing to jump off cliffs into a safe place for them to really do the work that they came to do. But if they're not ready to do it, I say, don't do it. Don't, don't do that. Go find something else that will support you. There's other things, other programs that are out there and they should explore things that are, that are, that are in the realm of something that they really want to jump off into. But, you know, in the example that you were given, you know, the lawyer, there, there is fear. There is a, there is a precipice moment where they, you have to really say, am I really committed to living differently? And usually when people talk about things being a challenge from a money or time standpoint, that's not usually what the problem is. It's not usually yeah. what it's, it's part of the stories that men hold up about yeah. what's holding them back. But that's a moment in time where they get to decide, am I, am I, am I really going to make this happen? And, yeah. and there's different levels of, of places for people to come into. So for the guy who is, who is, who is ready to have his life come alive, as long as you trust the people that you're going to say yes to, then I say, take the leap and it doesn't, it, not us, but trust the people and, and believe that they have your back and are committed to helping you be successful. What other opportunities do we have to continue to try to do it our own? I say that that's the long road. Yeah. I say that that's the road where, yes, you can go listen to more podcasts. You can go piecemeal this thing together, or you can walk a path that's been walked before that works so that you can take a short path through, through the, through the challenges and struggles and hopes and dreams that you have in front of you. Beautifully said. And I, and I think that's a, you know, again, trust. Yeah. I think that's one of the challenges that comes up. I think I, uh, men, we are, we tend to be a cynical <laughs> lot. <laughs> I'm right there. And I'm right there uh, talking I, about myself. My wife tells me that, that I'm, <laughs> all the time. You're so cynical. I was like, yeah, yeah. You're so trusting. I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want to be fucked right. over. I don't all those things, right. right? Resources are precious. I don't want, I don't, right. I, losing them has great consequences, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that, that, that is a key is, is a key resistance potentially. Right. And, and so I, I, I do think that, you know, if you sense something is off with the people you're wanting to step into a container with, don't step into that container. Absolutely not. There are other containers. Absolutely. And the reason I love the story of, uh, of our beloved lawyers is because he, 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 he disappeared, like he ran for a little while <laughs> and then, but he came back and he came in and he said it multiple times is the best thing he's ever done for himself. And to his credit, he has been all in. That's right. A fact. Once yeah. he jumped, he right. jumped and has been all in. We talk about this as a part of our program that, that, you know, the two hardest things for men to do in life are to show up and to speak up. We have, we have such a tendency to show up and then stop showing up, show up at work and stop showing up, show up at, at in our home and our relationship and stop showing up as a parent and then stop showing up. 
But when we can make the shift to show up and stay showing up, then people in our life can actually begin to trust us. They can really begin to know that we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And then for us to be able to start speaking up for what actually matters to us, what our needs and desires are, what we really are hoping to accomplish and, and, you know, experience as a part of our life, because most men, they are showing up sometimes and they're rarely saying what really matters most to them. Well, take a look at that first and begin to figure out what are the places that you can start to show up more and speak up more so that you can actually actually experience the fullness of the life that you're here to, to live. All right, man. So a man's listening. He's, he's curious. He's intrigued. He's like, okay, I, I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready to step over at least the, the, the next line. What is that? I mean, in our world, what that looks like is going to your website, brianreeves.com, and they can either go forward slash elevate, which is for our year long program or forward slash EYR, which is for elevate your relationship, the two programs that we have. That's what that looks like. And we're going to reach out to them and we're going to have a, a powerful conversation about what they want to be experiencing either in their intimate world or in, in their lives that they have. And we'll have a conversation about whether or not we're able to support them and, and whether or not they are interested in the kind of support that we offer. And at the end of that experience, our commitment is that they're going to have an, an experience that has been meaningful to them, whether or not they decide to, to take the next step with us or, or some, something else in their pathway. We want it to be a powerful experience for them in and of itself. And then we can explore about what it might look like to work together over the next six to yeah. 12 months. I mean, I asked you a question. I know the answer. Of. We, uh, it's, I'm, I'm laughing at myself right now because it's your website. I asked you, it's my fucking website, <laughs> but I'm in some in podcast interviewer mode and that's what you do. But I, but I, I think it is, uh, I do think it's, it's meaningful for men to know that, yeah. that to work with me, to work with us, the next step is to have a conversation with Tate. Yeah. The, yeah. the next step is to is to fill out the the questionnaire, the application on my website. And um, again, the 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 link is Brian Brian with a Y B R Y A N Reeves dot com slash elevate. Brian Reeves dot com slash elevate. For now, uh, go there. We're yeah. I don't think yeah. the the other link isn't quite. You know, Brian Reeves dot com slash E Y R, which stands for elevate your relationship. We actually don't. I might just link right now to a, to a questionnaire. That's a just, question. Just a just questionnaire. So it, and that does link to that, doesn't it already? It does. It okay. Does. Perfect. So, um, that's more for our sp specifically relationship oriented program, the slash E Y R link and the Brian Reeves.com slash elevate is our year long, uh, small group coaching, uh, program. But, you know, both, both of those programs, are are spaces within which men get to have the real conversations that we men need to be having not just for ourselves although yes for ourselves but for our our partners our spouses our children even our, our co-workers and colleagues i mean yeah. i think that's one of the things i've really enjoyed as well seeing the ripple effects oh man yes you know men who own businesses or or are having conversations with their employees in a whole yeah new way that are that are having conversations in their own communities with the men and women around them in a whole new way the ripple effect of this work is yeah. is just 
it's it's unfathomable and it's it's actually it's actually for men the real reason why they should do the work Mm. not not for them it's for the people that they care about most in their life that they're trying to make sure that their life matters for that's why you should jump into this kind of work because yes your life will be improved yes your life will be impacted yes your life will be elevated but it matters more whether or not you're a part of elevating the lives of the people that matter most to you if you're if you're up for that game we're we're all in with you 100% Tate my brother you're the man thank Bri-Y. you why so much for i know you are a you're a busy man and i'm a big part of the reason why you're so busy <laughs> keeping keeping you busy Let's uh Brother, it's a privilege to do this work with you, man, and to be connected with you in this way. And uh, thanks for coming on and talking about it. And um, uh, It's an honor and privilege, my man. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to my man, Tate Arendt. Learn more about how you can work with Tate and I in our year-long Elevate 2023 coaching journey at brianreeves.com slash elevate. Now, if you're specifically interested in elevating your intimate relationship experience, whether you're single or partnered, visit brianreeves.com slash E-Y-R. It's brianreeves.com slash E-Y-R. Either way, just go to one of those links. Uh, it's brianreeves.com either slash elevate or slash E-Y-R. Uh, and we'll help you get where you want to go. Finally, if you know someone who needs to hear what you just heard, please share this episode with them now. And what would be super helpful is right now while you're listening to my voice in whatever app you're using, please rate this podcast with as many stars and glowing words as you can offer because your words make a difference to other people who are considering all of the vast variety of podcasts out there. You leaving a, a, a great review and especially in your own words will also help lead more men this way. And don't forget to subscribe yourself while you're at it. I'm your thriving life and relationship coach, Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y, Reeves. Until soon, keep your head up, your breath relaxed, and your thoughts inspired.